that band supposed to be playing? What's wrong with Dorney Adams? Episode 30. This is me on stage May 1st, 2021 at Comics in Mohegan Sun. Did I go Sun. over in time or something? I talked about this on a previous I episode. I we were going to give these people a real show. That's right. That's right. This is where the band interrupted my show with just a few minutes left, and I had to stop and address keep it. Are playing? I'm, I'm now talking to the owner. If you're watching the video, you can see is, all this. Dude, what is... Are they going to keep... Just let me know. They're going to keep playing? I know, it's shocking. People well, are stupid. All right, so I got to finish because I can't... If you if you ever ask me why I, I will quit doing live shows, it's for this reason. It's this reason. What's wrong? What isn't wrong? Let let me let me finish my show. What's wrong with Orny Adams? Episode thirty. I'm going to talk about stand-up comedy, bringing it down just a little bit. I'm going to talk about stand-up comedy, about working the road. I was in Tempe last week, and I'm going to Bridgeport this weekend. And it's just, it, traveling, it's just, it's too much. Is it worth it anymore? Look at I'm being interrupted by bands. Bands! That's more important. That Listen to this. This is unbelievable. I mean, I'm just in shock. If you watch the video, if you go on my Patreon, I and I might... Time or something? No, I didn't go over in time. I thought we were going to give these people a real show. That's right. That's what I'm there to do. Listen to the audience. That's what they want. That's what they want. Unbelievable. What's wrong with Orny Adams? A lot of people, uh, it's going to be sweaty. This is the only time that I can do this podcast because I, I, I'm leaving tomorrow. I just got back. Uh, two days ago, I'm basically unpacking, repacking, uh, putting more merch in my bag. I'm like Willie Loman. It's death of a salesman over here, everybody. That's that's what it's come down to. It's very hot in Los Angeles. It's 10.30 a.m., and I'm already sweating. We haven't even started this podcast. I'm already sweating. So you'll have to excuse me. If you're watching the video, I will be sweating a lot, a lot today. Um uh, Tempe was wonderful. I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, my luggage did arrive. People were very curious on social media whether I got my luggage. I did not get it in time to pack it and bring it to Tempe. I actually sent it back to Amazon. I- I'm going to buy a different model. This is the problem with buying stuff online. You just can't test it out like you used to. I buy everything online. I'm going to stop. I'm going to go back to the stores, back to the stores. That's where I'm going. It's going to be about 100 degrees here in Los Angeles. Um, so I have to do this now. This is the only time or I'm, I wouldn't be able to do it. And I think normally I wouldn't force myself to do a podcast today. But I feel an obligation to my, my Patreon subscribers or patrons, the people who are supporting me, to get another episode out and certainly the video so they feel like they're getting... Value for what they're paying. But I think I'm going to dissect this uh, clip of me being interrupted by the band last month and really get into it. And I'll put that up on Patreon on my MVP. And this isn't all about selling. I'm just trying to tell you what's what's going on here. And, I, and I'm excited that I have a Patreon. And I'm excited that people are supporting me. I think that's that's really cool. It's, it's 
it's fun for me. So thank you to those people. Now, let me explain to you because I don't want to disparage the club completely. Uh, Comics is a club. It's in a casino and adjacent to it is a honky-tonk bar, you know, where you can ride the bull, and they have a band play every night. So there's this duality of businesses that are next to each other and somewhat competing. So they will hold the comedy, or the, the band playing as long as they can. And one night it's karaoke, and another night it's a band, but they're just trying to make money. I, I understand it. I don't know what happened this night. I wish I did. I wish I knew for a fact that they told the band to play Uh, before I got off stage. And for the record, I had about three minutes left. I I was supposed to do 55 minutes on that show. I think this happened 52 minutes in. So I wasn't even over. I was just being gracious when I said, uh, have I gone over? And these are my friends. I I, I like these guys. They're cool to me. So I don't know, did the band start? Nobody ever explained to me. And I didn't want to ask. But did the band start? when they weren't supposed to. And I would tell the band to stop because when you hear boom, 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 or whatever they're playing in the comedy show, you can't hear me. Like if you watch the video clip, you can see I just sort of stop and I'm stunned. Anyway, I don't want to go into great detail, but I don't want you to think I'm just trashing this club because this club's been good to me. I consider them my friends, but I I don't like this nonsense. I'm sick of this shit with performing, whether it's hecklers, checks being dropped. You know, it's hard enough. It's hard enough to just be funny. And then you have to compete about with all these, these outside distractions, bands playing, you're traveling, you're tired, you're up early in the morning doing media. There's so much involved. Let me, let me get into this episode because I I really do have so much to talk about and I'm, (laughs) I'm sweating. I mean, beyond sweating. So, uh, why, why did I agree to do video? Why did I agree? Uh, It will be sloppy, this episode. But good news, I'll probably try and get out of here faster. So I I, I went to Tempe, Arizona, and I want to thank Tempe because they put up a nice tweet. Where is my nice tweet? They said, uh, here it is. Thank you, Adoni Adams, for such a wonderful weekend uh, show exclamation make sure you come back exclamation ton of hashtags including thank you orny adams that should be trending thank you orny adams right uh thank you this club treated me fantastic uh, the, the general manager the the waiter who i, I made a video of uh, explaining my green room rider and all the accoutrements that were on the table and i put that up on my Patreon. hate to keep saying that uh, for the MVPs. But uh, Tempe, the general manager, everybody could not have been nicer. Really, such a pleasant experience. The shows went fantastic. I'll be back. We went four for four. We didn't have one bad show, which is almost impossible because usually Friday late or Saturday late, people are drunk. So thank you. Also, mentioned this in another episode. Uh, Heather, and I'm putting her picture up on the screen right now. This is us together. Actually, I'm not going to put it up yet because I don't want you to see what her shirt says. Uh, this is the story. Heather sent me the email. She said, here's the story. I found your Comedy Central special one night when I was in a lot of pain. She's a, uh, she had cancer. And I was just feeling like I was never going to get better. I sent you an email 
telling you how funny I thought you were and how you really changed my outlook. Thank you, Heather. I mean, that that's amazing to be going through something like that and then just to even find just a bit of a a break from that sort of, you know, torment. I mean, it's amazing what people go through in life. So she saw the Comedy Central special. I think that was more than loud. No, 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 I'm losing my mind. That was uh, Takes the Third. And uh, she watched it and it changed her outlook. And she's, uh, I wrote back, this is what she said. I should keep listening to your stuff because laughter is the best medicine and it would cure my cancer. Now, I don't think I would say laughter is the best medicine. That's very sort of cliche-ish. You know, I get on people for that. But uh, I could certainly say, uh, see myself saying I would cure your cancer. <laughs> you know, hubris. It's gotten in my way. But, you know, I, I certainly have more empathy now than I did then to put myself and think of what she was really going through. And I, you know, but I felt like it was my responsibility to keep joking and keep the, the laughter going. She said, we came to your show in Virginia, I think, and then every single Philly show that you've done since, because that's where I live. She, uh, Heather's a nurse who worked, uh, even, even being a cancer survivor during this entire COVID uh, episode. So thank you, Heather, and thank you for continuing to support me. And she's in remission, but he, look at the pictures behind me. She's wearing a shirt that says, Orny Adams cured my cancer. And how funny. And look at this picture. That's what I wonder which phone that is. Um, so if you see the video, it says Orny Adams cured my cancer. She has a green shirt on. And I've got looks. What is that? An iPhone three? It's so small. Either that or my hands shrunk. Look at that. Look at that's in case you're wondering what it looks like when I'm sliding into your DMs. Look at this. Look at that man move. Now I like my uh I know Heather uh is a cancer survivor, but on this one, particularly, I like where my sh- my shoulder looks. I like I look on the big screen here. I look. It looks uh, contra. The, the bicep looks good there. There's a button on the side. I don't know what that button's for. What a stupid fashion statement that is. The button on the side of the sleeve. What am I? I'm going to roll my sleeve up and, and and button it. How do I unbutton it? How how do I do both sides? I'm not that talented. And here's a, another picture of Heather and I. Orny Adams cure my cancer. It looks like uh, yeah. So look how young and still bags under my eyes. Look at that. Oh, look at this one. Mr. Cool. Look at that. Mr. Cool. Oh, I guess I'm trying to read the shirt. That This was at, um, where is it? It is in Virginia. It was an old movie theater. Cinema, draft, whatever. Great venue, great owners. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Uh, moving on. Oh, I'm curious. And is this just me? When you, a box of tissues, do you just take one? I can't, like, if I have to blow my nose, it's two. I don't know why. And they, they've gotten a lot thicker in my lifetime, but if I have to blow my nose, I'm doing two. Anybody else? I'm just, that I'm curious about. Why do I do two tissues? Let me give you some updates from the road. Oh, this is fun. This just popped up on the screen. <laughs> fun with CAPTCHA, whatever, however you pronounce that. CAPTCHA, CAPTCHA, you know, where they're testing to see if we're robots or not. I like to mess with the algorithm. So this one's pretty easy, right? Bicycles. First of all, there's no bicycle in there. So bicycle, that's a motorcycle. Get Hey, who's ever testing us, get it right. And try and figure out what the difference is between a mountain and a hill. I always see that. Is it, 
uh, pick mountain or hills. Do we not have a clear definition of what a mountain or a hill is? One or the other. And then I don't like boats. I wasn't going to get into this, but I don't like when it says boats and I have to choose the boats because sometimes the boats aren't in water. So if you see boats, you're going for the water. You go, well, well, okay. Sometimes it's in somebody's backyard with a tarp on it. Now I have to guess. I have to guess what's under the tarp. Sometimes it's being pulled. You see a highway and there's a bunch of cars and one happens to have a boat. Is this fair? Is this fair? Robots testing us to see if we're you or not. Why don't they, they should have, boy, I'm just wiping sweat. They should have a thing that says, uh, check, are you an alien? That's what they really should do. So this one says bicycles. And all I see, it's a huge picture. There's just one bicycle. Like you couldn't miss it. It's just a road with a bicycle. You'd have to be an idiot. Well, I guess I am, because this is the answer I sent in. I checked four boxes, lower left, that's the road. Completely missing the bicycle, because I like to screw up the algorithm. That's right. Fire it up! What's his name, Kev? Orny! Orny! Adams! Adams! Adams. What do you got? We got Orny Adams! Yes, we do. Well, sick of traveling already. We haven't, I've, I've just barely re-entered society and I'm already tired of it. I, I, I really am. It's just, it's, it's, it's too much. I, had, I flew to Phoenix this weekend and I took Southwest. And I'll, if you, Southwest is great if everything works fine, but if it doesn't, good luck getting somebody on the phone. It's over an hour of wait time. So my first flight was delayed two hours. Well, a flight that's an hour long is delayed two hours. I don't like that. So I want to jump on an earlier flight. Well, there's no online like chat, which some some airlines have. And there's no, uh, I call customer service and it's like an hour wait time. And I just want to jump on an earlier flight. This should be simple. I should be able to do it online without, see like I fly Delta and I don't, I don't care what status you are. If your flight is really delayed like that, they let you change to another flight that day with no charge. Well, Southwest wanted to charge me like the fare difference for whatever that fare would have been booked that day. So obviously it's a lot more. So I don't want to pay like several hundred dollars just to arrive a few hours earlier, but I don't want to go on my delay flight and there was room. So this should be something that you could change very fast. But Southwest, the, how do you have an hour long wait time in these times, hire people. Everybody's sitting at home looking for work. Let them answer your phones. So this is me in the hotel room discussing what happened with me in Southwest. And I don't want to repeat myself too much. So let me let me play it and I will talk along. Doing a little uh, what's wrong check-in from the road. I'm in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, you can see I don't make my bed when I'm on the road. I'm not, I'm not tucking. Look at this. I'm already upset that the mattress... The disgusting mattress is a little exposed over there. It is gross. Um, I can't say enough horrible things about Southwest Airlines. <laughs> I mean, my flight was delayed coming out here two hours. A, a, a one-hour flight delayed two hours, and I call Southwest, and there's an hour wait time. I just want to switch the flight to, the, to an earlier time because that one was delayed. To, a one-hour wait time. 
eventually I contacted somebody on Twitter, instant message, and they got back to me right away. And that got changed. But then I had a, like a D, I had a, I had a G board. I was, I was G. I actually had to load the plane. That's how bad, that's how low my, my boarding priority was. Well, I went to check in today. I have a 10 a.m. flight tomorrow from Phoenix to Burbank. I set my alarm like an idiot just so I can get an earlier. This is what I have to do when I'm not flying Delta, my airline. I have to, I have to set an alarm to check into Southwest. I set it for exactly the time I go to check in. I'm, I'm to the minute. So I should get an A and it says we can't check you in. Now, I, I know what's going on. It's because I changed my outbound flight. Something happened technically that it won't let me check in. So again, I call. 55-minute wait time. How are you running an airline with a 55-minute wait time? Hire more people. We should never have to wait 55 minutes because we can't check into a flight or for some whatever problem. Travel is like this. Flights change. People need to get in contact with you, Southwest. Get it together. So I go on Twitter again. That's the only way I can get a fast response. And maybe it's because I'm verified. Maybe they're more responsive on Twitter. I don't know. So I said, could you please check me in? That person wasn't able to check me in. So then I get elevated. Well, by the time I'm checked in, I'm now a B-43. I'm famous! I shouldn't be in the B, B category. So I said, do you not have any flexibility at all? I mean, I'm, I've been trying to check in. I set an alarm. They can't do anything. I, I'm so over Southwest. I, I Get your crap together. Get some flexibility. Hold some, some boarding passes. And I know it's a one-hour flight, but it, it's just, I hate when I play by the rules. I hate when companies aren't set up properly. Uh, you... You get a boarding pass F from what's wrong with Orny Adams, Orny Adams. So let's go, let's have some, let's end this on a happy note. Let's look at some of the artwork in this. Because I love to review the artwork. This, look at that. I don't, I don't know, know what that is. is. I don't even know. It, to me, and I know you, you're, you're probably listening, but above the bed, is a rectangle, the length of, or the width of the bed. And it looks like it's made out of clay, but it really isn't. It's mass manufactured, of course. So this isn't some sort of hand, although it's probably a replica of some original artwork. But to me, it looks like pie crust. And then, like, being woven together. It's very desert. This hotel is in the desert. It's in Phoenix, and the artwork is appropriate. But then uh, look at this. And this is a series I used to do on Instagram and social media where I would review artwork in hotel rooms. I stopped doing I, 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 I stopped doing everything because nobody really pays attention. Let's continue with this video. Enough of uh, me. It's made out of, but... Uh... Let's, let's get back. Enough of me, and let's get back to me, is what I'm saying. Let's get back. Enough of me complaining about m me and my, my ex where I exist in the world and my level of respect I get from the world. And let's get back to me complaining about uh, other objects or other things. It, okay, it's not going to fall on me when I'm, I'm sleeping. I think that's what's most important. And then they've got, all over the hotel, they've got stuff like this. Like this dude skateboarding in front of the ha the Hayden flour mill. Very cool. I'm sure that's something local. But let's let's take you into the bathroom here. Because the bathroom always has, in my opinion, the, the, the best art. Well, Look at this. My eyes are... Look at this. Now, coincidentally, uh, I dated her. 
So uh, I, I, I don't like when I stay in a hotel room and uh, the wall has art of my exes. This is what's wrong with that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is what's wrong. I, I said my legal name. Uh, that's how tired I am. That's how exhausted I am from the road. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just thought it was funny because you go into the bathroom and there's a picture of these two young women and it's very retro. So, and, and they're, I don't think, but their midsections were cut out. But what I thought was, imagine if you're staying at the hotel and that's like someone you dated or a friend of yours and she's on the wall in the bathroom. Like, how weird is that? So that's what I was trying to say. Again, I don't know how much of this comes through on the audio. I'm trying to talk it through as much as I can. I'm just amazed at how tired I look. But I, I'm not amazed because look what I had to go through just getting to, I mean, you think going to Phoenix, one hour flight, just go to the airport, check some luggage, and, and, and that's it. But no, everything's complicated. Like even as I, I look at these cameras right now, I'm, I'm praying camera B doesn't overheat. Now, I Googled it when I was in Phoenix because I had all the time in the world. Why? Because it was 110 degrees, 112 degrees at times, and you could do nothing but stay in your hotel room. Boy, that's healthy, isn't it? What a healthy life I have sitting in a hotel room all alone. So I Googled why my camera's overheating. I think it's a battery issue. So they said, maybe leave the battery case open. So the battery cases are open on those cameras. And let's hope it doesn't overheat. Because I thought maybe it was a 4K issue. Maybe I was running 4K and that was causing the frame rate. and the expo- Who knows the formula? Where are the robots to help me? I don't even know what a motorcycle is or a cycle. I can't get that right. But life is just too complicated. I find myself exhausted and I'm downsizing everything. Downsizing anything that is a complication in my life, which includes people. Anybody drives me nuts, goodbye. Adios. Adios. Honestly. Honestly, I even find conversations exhausting. Everybody's interrupting everybody all the time. Like that's a new disease. You know, everyone says literally, literally, I hear you. You're the, you're the blowers, the leaf blowers that they made illegal in California, the gas leaf blowers. Hear them? Those are illegal. <sighs> supposed to go electric, but the electric doesn't have enough power. This It's a compromise. It's a compromise. How am I looking? Nice and sweaty on that camera? Literally. Literally. Watch old movies. Nobody says literally. Literally. They literally say, people literally say literally so much. And when I was on stage in uh, uh, Tempe, something came up. I asked I asked a young, this guy in the front row, this young gentleman, and he said, 100%. I said, dude, you hack. And I ripped on 100%. And guess what? Everybody else is sick of 100% too. Stop saying 100%. 100% stop saying 100%. Literally, people say 100% a thousand times a day. Literally, it's the new L word. People say literally more than love. Is that a sad commentary on our existence right now? Honestly. Stop saying literally. Stop saying 100%. Stop saying I feel you. Stop saying gag me with a spoon. (laughs) Remember that one? How's the poll going on whether you use one or two tissues when you blow your nose? Am I wasteful? Why do I do that? Can somebody else tell me who does it? Do you have any insight into why we do it? Is it not thick enough? Am I so afraid to get that close to my nose? I don't want to touch myself. Thank you, leaf blowers, for stop uh, 
for stopping to blow the leaves. I appreciate it. I really do. Now, if you've noticed, I'm making a little transition right here. Is there a transition music? Um, there we go. We are moving on from the uh, talk about how many tissues I used to blow my nose. We're moving on. Oh, we shouldn't move on from the road. Hold on. Hold on. I, I just want to say this. It's exhausting. And if you're thinking of becoming a stand-up comedian, life on the road is not easy at all. It's not easy at all. Even at my level, I don't feel respected most of the times. I don't feel like they even care if I'm there. I feel like a lot of venues is like, just show up, stand there, tell jokes, and get out of here. Don't ask us for anything. Now, this wasn't the case in Tempe. They were incredibly kind to me. But there is this new, like, we're going to give you a hunk of money. Just show up. Get your own transportation. Like, tomorrow, I've got to get from JFK to Bridgeport, Connecticut. And you can't get Ubers anymore. It's impossible. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So Ubers are like $200 to go 60 miles. Now, these people have been underpaid and they deserve to be paid. But I I feel like that's a little bit extreme. And getting out of JFK always makes me nervous because that place is infested with people trying to rip off tourists. Well, I'm not a tourist. I lived in New York for years. I know the system. So back off all these, uh, what do they call them? Shitney? That sounds racist. What were they called? These uh, The gypsy taxis. That sounds racist too. In fact, everything sounds racist. Can't say anything without sounding racist. But I find myself like in Tempe, I was up in the middle of the night feeling sad about my career. Not necessarily where I am, but what it took to get here. It's It's been nothing but work. I mean, I've been doing this so long. And sometimes I'll go through boxes at my parents' home and I, like they'll say, can we can we throw out these boxes? I'm like, no, 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 no. And then I think, what if they throw it out? So I better go check what's in there. And I have binders and binders and binders of notes and notes. If you saw just the binder for Tonight Show number one, the first time I did the Tonight Show, it's it's this thick. It's hundreds of pages of notes for a five-minute set. A five-minute set. That's how hard I work at this. That's how hard I work at this podcast. That's how I hard I work when I get up on stage. So for this attitude from the other side of just shut up and show up, get up there and tell jokes, and don't complain when we drop the checks, and get yourself from the airport. They used to send a limo, so you felt good about yourself. Well, those days were over. It's over. Show up, shut up, and we'll pay you. And don't question that either. I got a lot of complaints, but I'm downsizing all of that. I really am. I, I told my agent, I'm not, I'll only do, shit, camera B just, damn it. <sighs> camera B failed me. Well, all right. Now we'll just do, I'll just do this one. Just play to this one while that cools off. What was that? How, how long are we into this show so we can, we can mark that? 27 minutes. It overheated. Well, we'll give it a few minutes and then we'll boot it back up and hopefully we can make it till the end. But until then, this is now a, uh, how do I, isn't that funny when you try and fix your hair, but it's like, whatever. It kind of looks like Elvis. I'll take that. Hmm. Well, it's a lot of work. So I find myself up sort of ruminating and sort of like sad because I have at times, and this sounds very extreme, but it feels like I've been in an abusive relationship. And I've taken too much. And I'm actually angry at myself for putting up with as much as I've put up with. 
And I wish I had the fortitude and the strength to say no to more things. But I, I will say this. Everything I've been through has made my stand-up comedy stronger. And every time I want to quit, like, like I'm like, I, I, I just, maybe I don't want to go to Bridgeport. Maybe I just, maybe this is it. This is the time I lose it and just cancel the gig. I just call my agent and go, I just can't do it. I'm just, I'm having a panic attack or something. I just, it's not for me anymore. I, 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 I'm having trouble contacting the venue. I'm trying to get the, the where, what hotel I'm at. I just, I asked if there's media. I haven't heard anything. I didn't, do they even want me there? You know, like, what is this? And I'm, I'm looking at rental cars from JFK, but there's no drop, drop off in Bridgeport. I'm looking at car services. I'm looking at everything. Because I just feel like it's not fair to charge several hundred dollars for a 60, 60 minute ride in a, uh, you know, a Prius from 2012. And I want to get into the Uber thing in a minute because I'm I'm for the Uber people. I, I know what's going on. I'm not bashing Uber or Uber drivers. Um, It's just, so I want to show you something. If you're watching the video, this is from some of my earliest days of doing stand-up comedy. I, I found this. I found this. In one of my old boxes. And what is this? Is this recipes? It's four by six index cards. And it's in the separation, the manila separators that says A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It's a full A. I, lo- I love when, like at the end they go, well, we just give up. We're going X, Y, Z now. That's it. Combine all those. They don't get their own card. We're saving money. These aren't recipes, although they are recipes in a, in a sense. I just played the camera B even though it's off. I wonder if it is the 4K thing. I, well, I guess opening the the battery case, that did nothing. Got us to 27 minutes. But what this is, it is and I don't want to show, show you too much, but you can see it's an old index card. And I'm convinced index cards used to be thicker. Yeah, they were definitely thicker than they are now. And it says, Aqua Lounge, York Beach, Maine. One hour. Then I cross it off, and in red it says... An hour and 20, 329.96. These are actually actually driving directions that I, I wrote out for every venue I was working in New England when I started doing stand-up comedy. These are all, this is before you could use your phone. Uh, well, first we used maps. Then we went to something called MapQuest. And then it became, you know, Apple Maps or Google Maps. But this is all, and at some point, I, I will share more of this with you. Again, I put this under very personal um, this means just so much to me, uh, an artifact like this from my career. Like if there was a museum, this, this would, this would be in the front entrance because it really shows how hard I worked to get to where I am today. It, it, it's been, it's been nonstop. And I think if you want to have a career in comedy and you want to be great, even if you're naturally funny, you have to put in the work, you have to have your set of index cards. And I have boxes and boxes of material that I've archived, which is meaningless to anybody. I thought maybe at some point, you know, this would be worth something to somebody or if I had a kid and none of this happened. None of this. Now, you know what it is? It's just me alone in my Shasta trailer in big yellow. Here I am in big yellow, all alone, sweating it out. But I, I just want to give you like a little bit of insight into stand-up comedy, little by little on this podcast. You know, what it means to have a comic's heart and to really, well, it's a nice little breeze just came through here. That's nice. What it really takes, what it really takes if you want to be great. Because I think when we're younger, 
there's an arrogance. Oh, I don't, I don't need to do that. Look at me. I'm blowing up on social media. That's it. People like me. People think I'm funny. But I've seen some of these uh, social media stars get up on stage recently and uh, not so pretty. Not so pretty. So you really, stand-up comedy is one thing, and I, every great comic will tell you this. You have to do it full-time. So these, these comedians that do movies and then every once in a while jump into a comedy club, they'll tell you it, it's not that easy. They're rusty. You get rusty really, really fast. This is an art form that you have to do 100% of the time with 125% commitment. And, or you just, you will, the audience will see through it. You won't be as strong. And I don't want to ever get up on stage and not be strong. Now, this is different times right now because we went through a pandemic. But ordinarily, you get what I'm saying, right? How about a little transition music? Let's go into something else. And I'm going to check camera B. Camera B is out. It's out again. I don't know if it is because I'm shooting 4K or if it is hot. It is hot right now. I'm just big yellow's over heating. I'm sweating on the cameras that are left recording. Hey, if you want to see me sweat, you go to Patreon. noticed you can't get an uber anymore in los angeles and other big cities nobody wants to drive uber nobody wants to drive uber i i I read an article because i I was when i was investigating getting getting an uber out of jfk i'm like how can it be this expensive and even now when i go to the airport here in los angeles it's three times the price it was pre-pandemic three times the price so when i was waiting for my delayed southwest flight or to get on it out of Phoenix, I decided to use that time to to dig in, find out what's going on. So the first article I found was from the Washington Post. And it says, Where have all the Uber drivers gone? Isn't that like a song? Where have all the Uber? This is by Faiz Sadiqwa. And I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Um, and this is the Washington Post. When the pandemic pushed him to quit driving for Uber, Steve Gregg didn't know he might be done with the ride-hailing apps for good. But he was exhausted from the daily stress of driving. After taking passengers on more than 15,000 trips over three years, uh, and he was frustrated over being nickel and dime, seeing his wages steadily decrease. The added risk of contracting the coronavirus was enough to convince him to log off in a panic March 2020, quitting cold turkey after he dropped a passenger off near a hospital. 
Yeah, these, I don't know how some of these drivers put up with the mood swings of passengers, the abuse of passengers, the passengers that want to smoke in the backseat, the passengers that are yelling at the directions, the passengers that are angry because the Uber didn't show up when they said it was going to show up, the passengers that don't want to wear a mask, just being around people. In life, you want to minimize your exposure to fellow human beings. Why? They say the word literally too much. People just don't give a shit about people anymore. That's changed in my lifetime. Greg, age 53, says, I cannot go back. In an interview, for, uh, he said, I can never say never, but it was a great journey, and it ended hard. Uh, here's a paragraph that got me. Uber and Lyft are facing a supply shortage as returning and newly vaccinated customers again flood the apps, only to find out there aren't enough drivers to serve them. It's resulting in a longer in longer wait times and higher fares for riders. The company cited drivers' ongoing hesitance regarding fears of contracting the coronavirus. And I don't know if that still exists, does it? And lingering concerns get vaccinated. Lingering concerns that demands uh, has have dried up. Even as customers in many major cities have resumed riding, Uber and Lyft are offering incentives and paying out what they say are record wages as an attempt to lure drivers back into the apps. Uber last month announced $250 million, uh, a $250 million incentive program to boost drivers' earnings in an effort to encourage drivers to come back. What they do is they encourage your drivers to come back. They give them all these inten- incentives, like an $800 sign-up bonus. And then what do they do? They, they little by little push them back into their the, the crappy wages. They used to make like $40, $50 an hour, and now it's like less than $20. Um, let's see. And this is the Washington Post. Uh, but drivers said the coronavirus pandemic uh, provided the first glimpse in, in years of what life after Uber could look like. For many of them, it was a meaningful reset. That's a great word, reset. Okay, I don't mind if people use reset. Don't say 100%. Don't say literally. But reset is a good way because this is the way I feel about my comedy. Sort of what I was discussing earlier. How much am I going to put up with? Tomorrow is another fly day. I mean, you understand, I fly into even Phoenix, which is a simple flight, one hour flight. I, I fly in. That's easy. Then I have to get up early in the morning and do media, which I, I enjoyed. And I, I put a, a clip up of me doing media on my Patreon for the VIP, the, the comic fans. And then I have to sit in my hotel room because it's a thousand degrees, can barely go out. I went out to get coffee. Guess what? Starbucks was closed at one at that location. Why? <laughs> Why not? Why stay open? Who needs coffee after 1 p.m.? Then so you sit in your hotel room, then you do your two shows. Now, after every show, uh, I'm very fortunate. People line up and they want to meet me and they buy T-shirts. Well, that takes about an hour. Do you think that's exhausting? Shaking, fist bumping with people that want to shake your hand? And by the way, Phoenix, they're acting like there was never even a pandemic. I walked into CVS. I was wearing a, a, a mask. They thought I was going to rob the place. They're so, they're, they're so anti-virus. Nobody's wearing them inside. Nobody's wearing them in the Ubers. They're crammed together uh, in the comedy clubs. Although now I hear Los Angeles is opening up 100%. So that's fantastic. But they, uh, it was like going to another country. It really was. And then people... We're upset if I didn't want to shake their hand. Well, I don't think I'm going back to shaking hands because I, I notice a lot of people go to the bathroom and they don't wash their hands. So right there, I don't want to catch your pee or whatever. 
So uh, where was I here? For many of them, it was a meaningful reset and gave them a better understanding of the toll the gigs had taken on their bodies, their mental health, and their vehicles. It was a push they needed to finally begin their lives after Uber. This is how I, I read this. I go, this is how I feel about stand-up comedy. It's a reset. I didn't realize the toll it was taking on my body and mentally. Comedy, I know it sounds extreme. I feel like I've been in an abusive relationship. I can't believe what I've put up with. I can't believe what I've been through. And I, and I just can't go back 100%. I'm, I'm sorry. Love you guys. Love doing shows. The shows themselves were fantastic at this venue. And, and I thought today, I go, I'm not going to Bridgeport. And then somebody sent me an Instagram message or Facebook message saying, I've been dying to see you for years. I'm so excited you're coming to Bridgeport. I'm coming Friday night first show. And then I thought, now I can't cancel because I owe it to them. I shouldn't let the business side of it really get in the way of the relationship I have with my audience. The, the, you know, I, I love doing shows and, you know, I would quit. I would quit, but I love doing shows. I love saying new things. I love making new connections. I love it. I do. And I, f- I feel like I, it's where I'm best suited in life is on stage doing live shows, stand-up comedy. But I, I'm not happy that I've never elevated my career or I've never been touched, touched and allowed to, you know, play theaters where there wouldn't be as many distractions and people are paying more. So they sit there and listen. Um, let's get back to this Washington Post. It, uh, this is another driver. It's very much not a career. It's a Lyft driver, Bruce Blood, 34 of Los Angeles. There we go, Los Angeles. Passengers are angrier when they get in my car and they're angrier about the time they've spent waiting. I went over this. Seems like the good old days with strategic drivers averaging 40 to $50 an hour in major cities right now. Um, no, it seems like the good old days again. Oh, they are making 40 to 50 because the wage increases are so much. This is from the Los Angeles Times. Uh, Times Uber and Lyft fares are soaring in LA and the spike is a long time coming. Well, I don't think th- this much of a spike. Oren Peleg is the author. If you've taken an Uber or Lyft recently, you've likely noticed that it's neither as cheap nor as convenient as it once was. Wait times for the ride uh, for rides have shot up 20 to 30 to 40 minutes and fares have followed suit. And what is, uh, I guess Lyft is letting you choose. You want to pay less and wait 25 minutes? Can you just pick me up at a fair, a, a fair amount? I'll pay a fair amount. So the driver's compensated. They feel fair. I feel fair. It, it fair, fair. I feel fair. I feel not chipped. The, too many times saying fair. Literally, I just said fair a lot. The, I guess Lyft is allowing drivers now to select how much they want to make an hour. Um, it's not unusual to find that a trip from downtown LA to LAX, which should have normally ranged from 40 to 50, is suddenly 120 to 160. But why? This is what I just talked about. To hear Uber and Lyft describe it, we're in the midst of a perfect storm where people are using rideshare services more than ever before, yet there's a dearth, good word, of drivers. And there's a there's truth to that. Demand levels are up anywhere from 60 to 70%, uh, explains Daniel Ives, managing director of equity research of Wedbush Securities, W-E-D Bush. That's a dumb name. According to Ben Valdez, who's driven for Uber and Lyft for six years, drivers have been steadily leaving the platforms as Uber and Lyft have consistently slashed pay rates. Yeah, nice. Thanks, thanks Uber Lyft. Where drivers were once making 60 cents a mile with Uber, at LAX, they, they dropped from 60 to 32 cents, Valdez says. So look it. 
And the IRS estimates that the cost is 57 cents per mile for drivers. That's gas, maintaining car, and dealing with angry people emotionally, right? Valdez, who is also a member of Rideshare Drivers United. I should get somebody on from that. Let's hear the other. Let's get the other side. Let's give them a voice. Explains that rates have gotten so bad that most drivers quit after a short time driving. Turnover is anywhere between three months to about six months before people realize, hey, it's not worth it. I wish I'd realized that was stand-up comedy. Three to six months. Basically 30 years in. Um... To keep up with all the rate slashes and other charges, Valdez says he switched uh, to driving to Uber Eats. Yeah, that's what people are doing. And then we had this like Proposition two and, uh, 22, 2 and 2. Who was that? Chuck Woolery? Back in 2 and 2. Uh, Uber and Lyft duped California voters, Valdez says. They made them believe that if Prop 22 didn't pass, prices were going to go up instead of actually starting to level out like they were. The irony adds is that drivers began dropping out of Lyft and Uber following the passage of 22. Uh, ultimately... Uh, this is back to the article. Some drivers will return to the platforms once extended unemployment benefits end. Yeah, I'm curious what happens then when the checks aren't coming in anymore from the uh, unemployment. Do people go back? Because I have a friend who used to drive me to the airport and I would give him money, but he's got unemployment now, so he doesn't want to do it. Now, where I'm different, I would stockpile the extra money. So I'm never in a, a position again where I need uh, money. Take the money when you get the money. That's my recommendation. Uh, unemployment benefits in September and people scramble to pay the bills. I do think unemployment dynamic will send 60 to 70% drivers back onto the road. So uh, that's it. Where's page three? Because I had another note. Page three. Oh, here it is. Some guy named Gerace. This is from the LA Times expects a bump in drivers coming back once unemployment ends, but it'll taper off and then we'll see a slow return to normal by next year. And then this is the end of the, <laughs> the LA Times article. Like, like this helps us all, at all. Uh, Metro bus fares are currently free and the subway is 350 round trip day or night. I didn't even know we had a subway in Los Angeles. I see them building stuff, but I, I didn't know that. And, and I looked into taking a train from JFK to Bridgeport. You can't do that. You, you know Why? Public transportation in this country sucks, sucks, sucks. It's the worst in the world. You ever go to Europe? You can get anywhere you want. You get into a rural farm on public transportation, but not here. Our railroads suck. The buses suck. Go look at other countries. They've got this glamorous... Like it's the Orient Express. They've got like first class dining cars. It's clean. And then you come here. Like when I'm in JFK tomorrow, I'll go, how disgusting is this? This is, we're one of the wealthiest countries in the world. And this is, this is, this is the biggest, this is the biggest airport in, in America. And this, you fly in, this is the first thing you see. It must be like when you, go to a hotel and you look at the pictures beforehand and you go, well, look how nice the pool looks and you show up and it sucks. It doesn't look anything like the pictures. America is starting to not look anything like the pictures. You see this movies, the movies of America. This is, this is it. This is the land of opportunity. This is the greatest. Look at all the opulence, the money, the cars, beautiful people, the way they dress. Then you show up, you go to JFK. You're like, look at this crap hole and potholes all, all up and down the, the, the Queen's Expressway. Is that what it's called? Why am I blanking on that? Well, infrastructure is a problem. America 
ranks 13th in the world. Good job, America. We did it. We're 13th amongst amongst, uh, affluent countries. 13th. This is according to the World Economic Forum that's been doing this since like the 60s. Singapore's number one, then the Netherlands, which is beautiful, paid for with pot. And they also like prostitution was free there. I wonder if that's still a thing over there. Hong Kong, Switzerland, Japan, five, South Korea, Spain, Germany, France, Austria, United Kingdom, kicking our ass. United Arab Emirates, kicking our ass. I mean, look at this. Goes all the way down. Italy, 18. I like their infrastructure there. I loved it there. Czech uh, Republic, 20. Oh, camera B just turned off. I don't know if you heard that. Let me just shut it off. Let it cool off a minute. And then uh, maybe we'll... Imagine what this is going to be like to sync up in post. Imagine the excitement of that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. This uh, This is some notes on research on infrastructure. The United States falls behind on on railroad, too. I know. I said that. You can't take the rail. There's no railroad. Although, I'm going to take it from... um, I'll take Amtrak from Bridgeport to Boston. And Amtrak, the Northeast Corridor, is actually really nice. If you want to go, like, to Philadelphia or New York or Boston, Rhode Island, that's cool. That works. They've got this faster car. But, you know, in other countries, their cars go, like, a lot faster than ours. They're nicer than ours. Uh, You know, we, we just... We abandon public transportation. And we're, in a sense, doing it now with Uber. That's become the new public transportation. Uber drivers, please come back. We need you. And pay these people decently. I keep looking at camera two. There's no camera two. Let's, let's see how camera C's doing. Three. It's still recording. See the sweat on the side of my face. Um, hey, listen, if you want to keep in touch, the email is what's wrong at orneyadams.com. What's wrong at orneyadams.com. Let's see. Uh, and uh, you can go to Team What's Wrong and get all the information uh, that you want, including uh, everything but uh, the link for Patreon, which is just patreon.com slash Orny, O-R-N-Y. So excited to just get Orny. Anyway, uh, infrastructure. But the United States falls behind on railroads. when ranked number 48. For water, we're number 23. Although most uh, developing countries have access to reliable, clean, filtered water and access to the grid. And when it comes to renewable energy, we're 24. Uh, What's really surprising is China is behind America. How's that possible? China's number 36 on infrastructure. We're 13. All right. We're beating China in something. That's something. That's something to celebrate, isn't it? Well, listen, I'm in big yellow here in Los Angeles. It's a thousand degrees. I was just in Tempe, Arizona, and uh, you'd think I'd be used to heat by now, but I'm not. I'm sweating it out. This is going to be a shorter podcast than normal because of that and because cameras aren't working. And uh, But listen, keep sending emails. I appreciate everybody that's signing up. I appreciate people that are sharing it. I know a lot of people that show, saw my show in Tempe contacted me and said, I actually listened to your podcast after seeing your show, and I love it. So uh, one person said, it's now on our playlist for road trips. Well, you know what? You don't have to go on a road trip to enjoy what's wrong with Orny Adams. You really don't. So I want to play one more clip, and this is an update from the road that I did because the original concept of this podcast was... 
I would go on the road and gather information and share it with you or share things that intrigued me or people that I met that intrigued me. Well, then the pandemic hit and I couldn't do that. So now uh, as I'm getting back, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of recording with my iPhone. And this is me sort of talking about the Friday night shows. I'm going to turn on camera B, see if we can get it to fire back up just for the last few minutes here. And I'm already, already dreading having to uh, edit all this. All right. And, you know, the funny thing is Ernesto always wants to edit out these moments. I'm like, just leave it. Let him, let him know what I'm going through. So welcome back, camera B or camera two. I think it's B, A, B, C, and then D. Uh, welcome back. Please stay with me for five more minutes. I just want to play one more clip, if you'll just allow me. This is in my hotel room, and this is sort of what I feel the next day. This is what's amazing is the show's Friday went so great. I woke up, and I'm like, I- I'm really good at this. I'm great at stand-up comedy. I can't abandon this career. And then I thought of all the new things. I go out for coffee. It's, you know, 115 degrees, and I'm outside. Before the coffee place closes at one, I go over my notes. I'm like, this is new. This is new. I, I did the whole review of the mirror. Remember the mirror, the mirror bit? I, I did. I started talking about that on stage, and that's a keeper. That's a keeper. So there's a bit that started on the podcast that's going into the routine. And I did a whole review because I wrote it. I had these thoughts for the podcast about the, what I would say in the mirror review, like this mirror, one star. This mirror. Every day I look in this mirror. I look older than I did the day before. One, st- you know, stuff like that. But I forgot to do it on the podcast. Well, now I can do it on the road. This is me on the road in the hotel, thousand degrees, giving you a quick update. This is the uh, the view from my hotel room. Look at that. Can hear how tired my voice is. About 110 degrees out there. 115. You know. Anyway, it's now uh, Saturday. And I have to say this, the late show last night went unbelievable. Maybe one of the best late show crowds ever. They listened. You know, it makes a difference when people are actually there to see you. And lots of fans of the podcast, which is so cool. So now I'm all jazzed up and excited for my shows tonight. So on the second show, the first show I had some... And by the way, this ends. Jazzed up and excited for the show turns to complete self-doubt. About 4 p.m. when I start thinking... Oh, I've got to do it again. Oh, I've got to be as funny as I think I am in my head. Maybe I got ahead of myself. Maybe I'm actually not that funny. So this exuberance, this confidence, this adrenaline uh, will go away shortly. The mic cut out about um, three minutes in. First show, the mic cut out. Hold on. About um, three minutes for my shows tonight. So on the second show, the first show, I had some trouble. The mic cut out about um, three minutes in. And I was about to deliver the punchline for my opening hunk. And I never got to do it. So that threw me off. Then I couldn't remember where where I was supposed to go. Like, how do I get to the next part? I was just thrown. And, and I, I never recovered. It was like a, like a semi-free fall. But that first show was great. The second show, I was on fire. And I was just making connections. And if you haven't seen my new hour, it's, it's a little, it's different tonally. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Now I'm looking forward to tonight. Two shows. They're going to be packed. That's what you want on the road is to look forward to the next set of shows. Am I looking in the right place? Yeah, I never know where I'm supposed to look on these videos. Even when I take pictures, like, 
you know, I'll take a group picture and everybody's looking. And then I'm like, anyway, so that's a glimpse of the road. That's what's going on. This podcast works so much better if you participate. You email me at what's wrong at orneyadams.com. What's wrong at orneyadams.com. I'm putting it on the screen. Uh, you can go to teamwhatswrong.com for all the links for where you can find this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can share it. You can write reviews. I Somebody said, oh, you get people to write reviews. You go up in the algorithm. You trick you trick the robots. Let's trick the robots and make this happen. For me, if you care, if you love, literally love, say love more than literally. That's what I'm trying to say. And I'm very, very happy that I've started a Patreon. That's just for the video. The audio will continue to be free. Uh, it's commercial free right now. That, that might change. And uh, the video is all commercial free. It's up on my Patreon. Now, this video, just so you know, this will probably, this audio be out tomorrow, which is a Wednesday. The video will not be until, well, let me do the math here. That's if I'm traveling on Wednesday and then I, I get to Bridgeport and I'm a little, I wake up and I'm full of energy. I have some coffee and there's nothing to do in Bridgeport, which I, uh, I assume that's when I'll start editing is Thursday. Maybe I can get it up on Friday, depending on how much technical uh, BS I've got to deal with, with, with camera B going out all the time. How is it going to sync up? How is it going to sync up? So, uh, yeah. So this video, just so you know, the video always comes out a few days after the podcast. Please, everybody, let's let's uh, let's get back to work. Let's get back to being able to get Ubers. And uh, I hope to see you in Bridgeport. And thank you for supporting my career. It means a lot that people are signing up for Patreon. Well, we're not in Florida, Harlan. We're in Los Angeles, in Big Yellow. Little friend's mate. He's got a sweaty forehead. What's his name? What's his name, Kev? Orny, Orny, Adams, Adams. Do you think I'll be dehydrated after this? All the sweating? (laughs) I should have done this one topless. Oh, boy. What's wrong with Orny Adams, episode 30? That's it. We did it. Thank you, Ernesto Hurtado. Thank you to everybody that's listening and supporting and sharing. Keep in touch. What's wrong at OrnyAdams.com? And I will be back. I don't think I'll be doing one next week. I will be in Boston for Father's Day to see my parents. Allow me to breathe a little bit. But the following week, I'll be back in Big Yellow. And we'll do this again. Yes. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Well, this is under an hour. I wonder if that's going to get more people to listen. Let's get back to that guy with the band. Where's, where's the band? How do I find that quickly? The band interrupting me. Is the band going to keep playing? Is the band is the band going to keep playing? Is that band supposed to be playing? Yeah, I don't think the band's supposed to be playing. Listen. Boom. Look at shot. Did I go over in time or something? No, I didn't go over in time. I thought we were going to give these people a real show. That's my commitment to stand-up comedy. I'll fight the owners when they play the band. Thank you very much, everybody. My name is Orny Adams. Got to wipe this sweat. 
Wow. 